Before we begin the latest episode, uh, we just wanted to raise a glass and an eyebrow <laughs> um, to Sir Roger Moore, who sadly passed away uh, yesterday as we uh, record this, yeah. aged 89. Uh, I'm obviously a huge, huge James Bond fan. I could sense um, that you were very saddened upon hearing the news. I was. <laughs> I was absolutely, I was absolutely gutted uh, yeah. when I heard he'd passed away. Um, Tom was with me at the time. <laughs> Um, I, actually, I actually went, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, as soon as I got home that day, I immediately stuck on The Spy Who Loved Me as a tribute. Uh, Roger was obviously a huge figure in cult film and television. Uh, not just Bond, but um, The Saint, of course, as well. Mm-hmm. The, the Persuaders, uh, even little scene gems like The Man Who Haunted Himself. I've never uh, heard of that. Uh, that sounds fascinating. Apparently his all-time best performance, oh. his favourite performance. He said, uh, it was a rare film in which I was allowed to act. <laughs> um I think it's fair to say that his was a face that certainly always made me and I'm sure millions of others smile any time they saw it. Uh, So here's to Sir Rog. Nobody did it better. I try to make films that are entertaining. I personally, my own feelings are that if there is a message to be sent, then you can send it better by post or through the telegraph office. And apart from that, people have enough problems in the world without going and seeing them on the screen. It's better they should escape from the humdrum, normal existence into the world of fantasy. My name is Bond, James Bond. Kananga, poppy grower in thousands of acres of well-camouflaged fields protected by the voodoo threat of barren sandy. A genuine Felix Leiter, illuminating. A duel between titans. My golden gun against your Walther PPK. Six bullets to your one. I only need one. But James, I need you. So does England. Two geeks, two beers, and a laptop. Episode 30, the Mandela Effect. When I spent a holiday in the Bahamas in 1993, I was walking along the street when I met a couple of tourists from a well-known Western country. And then the husband stopped and said, Mr. Mandela, I said, well, many people mistake me for that chap. And he said, "Uh, would I be entitled also to mistake you for that chap? I say, well, you'll be doing what many people do. He then turned to his wife and said, darling, Mr. Mandela, She was completely unimpressed. (laughs) And she said, uh, what is he famous for? (laughs) And without waiting for an answer from the husband, she turned to me and said, what are you famous for? I must confess I couldn't answer that question. Hey. (sighs) Cheers. Old school. 
Hmm, spilled it a bit on my leg, but it's fine. <laughs> so we've already recorded one episode, so yeah. a little bit tipsy. Well, hello, uh, and welcome to a new episode of Two Geeks, Two Beers, and a Laptop. The podcast that asks the question, what happens if you give two pedantic nerds alcohol? <laughs> um, uh, and, and this is a bit of a landmark episode, episode 30. Did you ever think we'd get this far? I never thought we'd get this no, far. I'm even, impressed. Even when we were recording the previous episode. I didn't think we'd yeah. get this far. I thought we'd pack it in. Can I just say I'm sorry? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, it was it was shambolic. If you've come back after that, um, yeah, ah, uh, loyal. Yeah. We've got we, we've whittled it down to the hardcore fans now. Well, I am uh, Morgan Jeffrey, and with me as ever is my compatriot <laughs> in all things cult, mm. Mr. Tom Eames. Hello. Right. So, ordinarily, as, as you would know, uh, if you've stuck with us through. 30 episodes or 29 episodes uh, we will talk about a, a film or, or a TV show or a game uh, something along those lines mm-hmm. that we are nerdily obsessed with but this episode is going to be something a little different um, ooh. <laughs> uh, so the inspiration for this uh, came from a conversation that I had on Twitter mm-hmm. with uh, Benji Clifford and Benji uh, works for Big Finish who we may or may not have mentioned in previous episodes yeah, I've heard, I I've heard of these once, guys. Once or twice, once yeah. or twice. Big Finish, of course, are the uh, the fine purveyors of audiobooks mm-hmm. and audio drama. Uh, and Benji is the co-host of the Big Finish podcast, uh, uh, which I am a regular uh, listener to. Uh, and, and so Benji tweeted on, on May the 2nd, having a crisis because I remember a Supergirl TV series from the 2000s that never existed. So in response to this, I sent him a link uh, describing a phenomenon that I've come across recently, called the Mandela Effect. And that is what we're going to be talking about this episode, is the Mandela Effect. And because of that, <laughs> um, we are drinking uh, Stella, Stella Artois, yeah. uh, one of the finest lagers, um, because uh, the Cockney rhyming slang for Stella is Nelson Mandela. See? Pint, pint of Nelson, mate. That is, that is very impressive. Mm. I mean... Great. It's great. It's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good like when, I, when I first realised that, I was like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's clever. Oh, not Stella. But we do have to drink Stella. Oh, Stella. Get it down, you. All right. All right, sorry. I mean, it's not our worst choice. There was, there was one time we were just so lazy and just had Carlsberg Export. That was before we started making an effort. Yeah. Yeah. I had no link. <laughs> it was <laughs> just what was in our fridge. <laughs> we make an effort these days, but you know, if, if you guys want to send us beers, I, I, we keep saying that no one sent us any yet. Why has no one sent us it's any beers? Why didn't send yeah. us any free beers? Yeah. Right. I'll take um, Cappy some. Don't care. <laughs> free stuff, I don't mind. Send us free stuff. Yeah. So, right, the Mandela Effect. The Mandela Effect, if you're not aware, mm-hmm. is a phenomenon in which a large number of people uh, share false memories of past events. Now, you're probably thinking, well, what? Everyone misremembers things. Uh, you know, we, we forget, or you know, we or we misremember how uh, how things look and how they sound, and and you know things that were said or things that happened. You make up words for a song. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you, yeah. you 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 think oh this, or you remember a scene from a TV show yeah. totally differently. He's like, I'm sure they said that, and no, they didn't. That's oh, that's just how this is memory playing tricks. However, the Mandela effect is when a large group of people, and these are people who have never met, have never even been in contact with each other, mm. all share the same. False memory. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think this is something that existed before social media existed? Well, who knows? Maybe the internet is bringing people together. But, Maybe. But, but, and, and so, so they're exchanging ideas and it all becomes blurred. But, mm. but 
the, the, the idea behind the Mandela effect is not just that these people have never met. No. It's the... Same exact they, thing. They, they, and they've never even been in touch with each other. They've never even spoken to each other. And yet, when they do eventually get together, they find that they share an incorrect memory to sometimes very you know, minute details. Mm-hmm. They share the same false memory. Um, so there was, a, there was a blogger called Fiona Broom who, in fact, uh, coined the term Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and she said, see, I thought, and this is, this is the origins behind the naming of it, see, I thought Nelson Mandela died in prison. I thought, I remembered it clearly, complete with uh, news clips of his funeral, the mourning in South Africa, uh, some rioting in cities, and the heartfelt speech by his widow. So, a detail. Yeah. Then, she says, I found out he was still alive. So it's not, it's, it's a very specific uh, false memory. It's not just, you know, oh, uh, you know, oh, I thought that, I thought that, because you get that sometimes you go, oh, I'll be honest, I thought he was already dead. <laughs> we've all had that. We've all had, I won't name any names, but we've all had that. Yeah. We've all had that. Yeah. But this is, this is a totally uh, fictitious series of memories. But couldn't it just be that, like, you know, Nelson Mandela was in prison for a long time and people just had horrible dreams of that of him dying in prison and they just remembering the dream. Like, so maybe, maybe, maybe Fiona, yeah, maybe she just had a bad dream and yeah. she, and that was what she sort of yeah. supplanted in her brain, the, the real memory. Yeah. So just her delusion. Yeah. Sure. However, however, in, in 2010, uh, Fiona attended, uh, the Dragon Con convention, uh, where, that sounds incredible. <laughs> sounds good, right? Dragon Con. Dragon Con. Where uh, she she met a bunch of other people and she brought up this thing. Oh yeah, I, I, yeah. Weird. I remember Nelson Mandela dying. Yeah. And she met lots of other people who were like, well yeah, yeah. And and she was like, no, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's alright. He's and, right. and, and and they got to talking. Turns out loads of other people had this same memory of Nelson Mandela dying in the nineteen eighties. And and you know, but down to the minute details, they shared the same false memories uh, with her. So totally freaked out by this uh, Broom launched the site uh, MandelaEffect.com in 2010 to document various examples of the phenomenon mm-hmm. now some have speculated parallel universe well exactly that the memories are caused by a parallel universe spilling actually I'm going to do this in there some have speculated that the memories are caused by a parallel universe spilling into our own while others explain the phenomenon as a failure of collective memory. You mean George Takai? No, no, that would be that would be. I was doing I was doing uh, the Twilight Zone. Yeah, I know. The scary like George Takai. George Takai would be. Oh my! <laughs> Some have speculated that the memories are caused by parallel universes spilling into our own. Well, now do Roger Moore. Well, others explain the phenomenon as a failure of collective memory. Oh my! Oh my! Roger Moore. Oh, can I? Can I <laughs> Uh, I'm going to change story and say uh, Oh, some speculated that uh, the memories are caused by parallel universes spilling into our own Oh, when are we going to see you again? No. Can't we just stick to the status quo? Can we just stick to the status quo? No, let's get <laughs> Right In case you didn't catch that uh, Some people think it's parallel universes yeah. uh, and, and then there's some kind of weird reality warp But it's like in the last episode of Lost where they... they sort of delved into the Flash sideways universe and yes. sort of linked between the two. But pe- people are thinking that an alternate universe in which Nelson Mandela did die yeah. has somehow leaked into our own which has given people these these So what memories. they're sort of like 
they're getting morphing like, into their own self in that parallel universe yeah, and their memories are getting mismatched. Yeah, exactly. They're having like they're having like visions of, of okay. the parallel world. That sounds legit. Sure. Well <laughs> the internet being what it is, uh, many more examples of the Mandela effect mm-hmm. have, have, have been uh, cited since yeah. the, the the original Nelson Mandela yeah. uh, incident. Uh, now some of these I've seen some of these on the internet and some of them are pretty pretty spurious. <laughs> I mean, because a lot of them must be just when you like, no, you just we just missed, you just misremember that. Yeah. Well, one of them here's a, here's a perfect example of that. One of them is like people saying, "I remember um, Darth Vader saying, Luke, I am your father," and actually he says, "No, I am your father." And it's like, that's well, that's like, just you misremembering. Yeah, that's like play it again, Sam. You yeah. actually say it. He's just play it, Sam. Yeah, he says, play it, play it one more time, Sam. Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't say, "Luke, I am your father." No. He says, "No, I am your father." No, I. And and of course, there's you know endless spoofs of that scene in which yeah. someone probably does say, "Luke, yeah. I'm your father." It supplanted the original. Yeah. It makes sense that lots of people would misremember yeah. that. That's not a big deal. However, there are some uh, more convincing cases, starting with this. Somewhere deep in their country lives a Bernstein bear family. <laughs> the kind of furry around the torso. Yes, the Berenstain Bears. They're a lot like people, only more so. Except they're not, because they're bears. I mean, I was convinced, listening, listening back to that, that was Donald Parton. It's not. It's apparently Leanne Womack, who sounds exactly like Donald Parton. Right, yeah. Just wanted to clear that up in case anyone was at home going, oh my god, they're Donald Parton. Clear that. Yeah. In an alternate universe, it was Maybe it was Donald Parton. Yeah. Now, for those of you that are not aware, uh, the Berenstain Bears, it was a... Uh, Do you mean Berenstain Bears? No, I mean the Baron Stain Bears. Oh, right. It was a children's uh, literature franchise created by Stan and Jan Berenstain. Uh, and, and so it was a series of children's books. And there were uh, animated specials and, uh, and stage shows and video games uh, that all spun off from that. There was even at one point a live action film uh, in, in development. Now, weirdly, a, a, uh, a, a widespread memory of, of this is that the children's book series is not. The Berenstain Bears, Stain S T A I N. It's the Berenstein Bears, S T ending with S T E I N. And in your game, you think, well, you just just, just remember that wrong. Yeah. Just remember that wrong. But people have found they've tracked down multiple uh, printings where it is listed as Berenstein S T E I N uh, on old issues of TV Guide magazine on VHS tapes. But is there even, just, is even, just typos? Even in academic journals, it's called Berenstein. Now, as you say, typos? Or something more sinister? Or is this a parallel universe? Or is this a parallel universe? It's typos. You think it's, you think it's just typos? Yeah. You just explain that way. It's, it's well, mass typos. Well, it's because Berenstein yeah. sounds like an actual name. Berenstein just sounds stupid. But it is Berenstein. I know it's Berenstein. <laughs> but... Berenstein is probably just what your brain goes, well, that sounds more realistic than Stain. Okay, okay, you can explain that one away, fine. No. It can't be! These are the same books. I remember the torn page, the mustard mark, the shit stain. These are my old books, but it was spelled Stain! It was spelled Berenstein! Alright, we'll see if you can explain this one. There is a mass invention, this is totally fictitious, mm-hmm. of a comedy film from the 1990s called uh, Shazam, starring the comedian David Adkins, uh, also known as Sinbad. 
So there's this film, right, in which uh, David Adkins, Sinbad, plays a genie. Right. Called Shazam. People remember this film in minute detail. People who've never met remember this film, Shazam, but it doesn't exist. Adkins himself says it never happened. He was never in, it, it was never in this film. Now, an, an image of a VHS tape of the film was posted online in uh, late 2016, end of last year, but upon uh, closer examination, it became clear it was a Photoshop job um, because actually someone was able to identify the body on the cover, which is apparently Sinbad's, as actually belonging to the WWE wrestler Chavo Guerrero. Because there's just be weird people who like fan fiction, like those people that made up um, Jack Frost 3 starring like Jared Padalecki a little reference back there to our uh, yeah. our, our Christmas horror like, episode can't this just be one guy who's made up stuff and there's a, loads of other people go yeah I totally remember that I just I, I totally people are weird that? people are weird they like to be part of a gang okay okay so 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 one theory people like to be part people like to feel accepted <laughs> um, but why do people think that this film called Shazam happened when it didn't happen okay. so it has been speculated that they are, in fact, misremembering a film from uh, 1996 called Kazam, uh, uh, in which uh, Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> oh, yeah. did indeed play a genie. Yeah. From Touchstone Pictures, Max never went looking for trouble. Trouble just seemed to find him. And now he's got a genie. Make your three wishes. Who just won't get out of his face. Gotta want something, kid. I wish I had junk food to the sky. Shaquille O'Neal, Kazam, rated PG. Starts Wednesday, July 17th at a theater near you. I I can't believe that Steel wasn't the worst Shaquille O'Neal movie. So are they saying that in a power universe? Shaquille O'Neal missed out on that amazing role, and uh, Sinbad got it instead. And it was and it was renamed Shazam yeah. from Kazam. No, I think I think the argument is that basically you watched Kazam and you just for some reason thought it was called Shazam because yeah. I guess again it's it, maybe it's like Berenstein Berenstain. It sounds better. Shazam sounds more real, yeah. and for some reason people just thought Sinbad was in it. <laughs> All right, now there's there's a few other. Those are two of the major ones: the Berenstain Bears and yeah. and and, uh, and Shazam. Uh, but there are some other little ones, and I think we've already discussed this, but I'm going to sort of do a little mm. test with the listeners, because <clears throat> I'm just going to ask you a question, and once I've asked this question... Just say it out loud in your head. Just, yeah, just, what, just say it out loud in your head what you're thinking, and then I'll... Say it out loud in your head. <laughs> say it out loud in your head. It doesn't mean anything, but you know, you know what I mean. You can say it out loud, or just think if it you're in your head. If you're on your own, you can say it out loud. If you're yeah. on the tube, you can say it in your head, whatever you want to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, the question is, Star Wars, right? Yeah. What color is C-3PO? Okay, so just think about it. What color is C-3PO? And now I'm going to answer. Go on. Um, or sort of gold, is he? He's gold. Yeah. But he's, but he's not gold. He's not. You think he's totally gold? Totally gold? Well, the toy that I remember he is. No. C-3PO, and I, I remember C-3PO being totally gold. He's a golden, shimmering golden figure. Yeah. C-3PO is not all gold. In fact, the bottom half of his right leg is silver. Now, go look it up now. Google it now. C-3PO. Google I'm doing it now. C-3PO, silver leg. It will spin you the fuck out. Because all of a sudden, he does have a silver leg. But it's like you never remember that being The first link I see is, fuck off, did C-3PO have a silver leg? But he does. He does. He always had it. 
That is weird. He always had it. He, he always had silver, but one of the, the issues was that the silver leg actually always reflected other things. It would reflect the gold leg, and it would reflect it in the desert, so it, it acted more as a mirror. And even the stills photographer, uh, John Jay came up to me one day and said, why are you wearing a silver leg today? Now, he was the stills photographer all the time, and he hadn't noticed. So uh, we went one stage further, or JJ decided, let's make it noticeable with a red arm. Like, and, and not just like, it was sort of like light gold and it's sort of the same yeah. colour. No, it's no, proper it's silver. proper silver. That is weird. But that's like, that is like... An alternate reality has now leaked because into the we, we normally see the leg in sand or something weird. Is R two D two normally covering up the leg? Or is it an alternate universe, Tom? Not so exactly. Makes now. more sense. Now it's blowing it? your mind. That is weird. Right. That so going to find my toy now and see if it's the same. <laughs> and now he's got a red arm just to make it even, just to make it even more complicated. Now uh, we're getting on to uh, the now the, a big one for me. And this was uh, the, the, the thing that originally led me to discover the Mandela effect. So when I was a kid, there was a cartoon. Um, and I think it was actually from like the 60s, but it, it was repeated yeah. in the 90s. And it was a spin-off of uh, Wacky Races starring Dick Dastardly and Muttley. Yeah. It was called Dastardly and Muttley in Their Flying Machines. Which no one ever remembers it being called that. No one remembers it being called that. We'll get onto that. Yeah. So in this series, uh, Dick Dastardly and Muttley, who are the villains from Racky Races, they're now uh, flying aces and members of the Vulture Squadron, a crew of aviators on a mission to... I'm reading this, you may be able to tell. <laughs> a, crew, a crew of aviators on a mission to stop a homing pigeon named Yankee Doodle Pigeon from delivering messages to the other side. Yeah. Uh, and it was, you know, it was a great fun series. They're always trying to get him, the pigeon, and they can't get him. Now, the, good theme tune, isn't it? Yeah, it's got an excellent theme tune. And the theme song... I was convinced. Well, we'd sing it to yourself. So again, so yeah. what do you, if, if you know the show I'm talking about, you must know. Just sing the thing. So what I thought it was, and I, I was convinced it was, and I sang it as a kid. It went, catch the pigeon, catch the pigeon, catch the pigeon, catch the pigeon, etc., yeah. etc. Et yeah, yeah. Catch the pigeon. In fact, I thought the show was called Catch I the it was pigeon, called Catch the Pigeon, but you know, whatever. It's not. But okay, fine. It was called something else. But the theme tune. Definitely said, catch the pigeon. <laughs> I mean, catch, what else can it be? Catch that pigeon now. Now, all right, I want you to just listen to this utter nonsense. <laughs> Makes me furious. Muttley, you snickering, floppy eared hound. When courage is needed, you're never around. Those medals you wear on your moth eaten chest should be there for bungling at which you are best. So stop the pigeon, 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 stop the pigeon. Ow! Jab him, jab him, jab him, grab him, stop that pigeon now! You, Zilly, stop sneaking, it's not worth a chance, for you'll be returned by the seat of your pants. And Clunk, you invent me a thingamabob that catches that pigeon or I lose my job. So, stop the pigeon, 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 ow! Nab him, jab him, tab him, grab him, stop that pigeon! Stop the pigeon, nab him, jab him, grab him, everything but 
catch him. I was, I I was because, convinced. Because catch makes more sense for what they're trying to set out to do. Plus, Google knows, you search catch the pigeon, and it, it, it just it shows Darcy and Muttley, they're flying machines. All right, all right, so, so, so. When, when, I, when I saw that, it, 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 it was stop the pigeon, mm. it blew my mind, but again, I was like, oh, weird, I was convinced, but I guess I just misremembered. Yeah. But no, as you say, I, if you look up that theme song on the YouTube comments, there's loads of other people saying, oh, weird, I thought it was Catch the Pigeon. Why do we all remember it wrong? Why do we all remember is it, it wrong? Is it just because it sounds, makes more sense? But would we all remember it wrong? Yeah. Well, other people would remember Nab the Pigeon or Grab the Pigeon or, or you know, get a little pigeon motherfucker. I remember when you brought this up once, like most people were saying, yeah, Catch the Pigeon. And there's one guy went, yeah, Stop the Pigeon, wasn't it? And you're like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, so going back to the, the beginning of this episode, and I was talking about my, my Twitter conversation with Benji, um, and we were talking about the Mandela Effect on Twitter, and I brought this up with him, to which he replied, it was Catch the Picture. <laughs> Annoyed. I just saw this tweet, and then the video, and I gasped, because I was wrong too. Unbelievable. <laughs> Furious. Why, why does he think it was Catch yeah. the Pigeon? So, okay, okay I, th- I was like, right, okay. So maybe for some reason, in Britain... It was Catch the Pigeon. Maybe, Maybe they changed that it. Happen, yeah. So, uh, there's a few examples. So, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in this country was called Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles because they thought Ninja was too violent. Even, But that, sometimes there's just weird ones as well, like um, Top Cat. Over over here, when it originated on the BBC, it was called Boss Cat. Um, Don't know why, why? But, but it was. So, okay, maybe it was just a weird little quirk and they changed it. Nope. No evidence of that whatsoever. Um, the only time that the title Catch the Pigeon is mentioned online. Nothing about it being an alternative title for the UK. The only time it's discussed is when people are talking about remembering that it's called Catch the Pigeon. Um, if you go on Wikipedia, it says... of or You go into the page for that uh, Dastardly and Muttley and their flying machines. Mm-hmm. It says, the show is widely known as Stop the Pigeon or Catch the Pigeon, even though that's not the title and never has been. Why, why, why yeah. is it widely known as Catch the Pigeon? Yeah, because... Like if you explain, yeah, what you describe the program, I think it's called Catch the Pigeon. But 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 it says it, you can understand people mistaking the title as Stop the Pigeon yeah. because they're like, well, it says that lot in the theme tune. Why would anyone ever think the show's called Catch the Pigeon mm-hmm. when no one ever says it? <sighs> the only thing I can <laughs> get right. stressed out. The only thing I can think of is that maybe like for like a year, Channel Four or BBC One just accidentally called it that in the in the TV listings or something. But I remember the theme. I remember them singing <laughs> Catch the Pigeon. All right, and this, I hope this will this will blow your mind. And this for me is, I don't believe in parallel. I don't believe in chakras. I don't believe in astral projection and chakras. Yeah. And I don't believe in parallel universes. Yeah. But this for me, this bit is the strongest evidence for the existence of Mandela effect. So there was a thread on on Reddit yeah. about this confusion, uh, and someone posted. Some, someone was like, "Oh, I remember being catch the pigeon." Someone else said, "I'm from Romania. I remember Prindeti Porembelu, which translates as catch the pigeon. Apparently, it's O Pretty Porembelu. Stop the pigeon. I feel like I'm going crazy. So even people in different countries are remembering yeah. it as catch the pigeon." In their own language. Yeah, it's not freak me out now. <laughs> so, so, is a parallel universe seeping into our own, or is there a more logical explanation? I mean, I mean, probably the latter, but you know. So there is no, there is no one all-encompassing explanation for all the various 
examples of the Mandela effect, but there are some strong theories for the various examples. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there's this idea that um, is a thing called misinformation uh, effect. So if if someone else says something incorrect and they're really insistent, uh, it may sway the recollection of your own memory. So someone else goes, "Well, I I remember I remember uh, uh, Shazam." And then you just you remembered Kazam, but your brain just goes, "Oh yeah, it must have been Shazam because they say it's Shazam." <laughs> um, <laughs> and that's especially if you don't have a clear memory of something to begin with. Yeah, it can kind of solidify in your mem- in your memory incorrectly because someone else says they remember it that way. Um, and and there's also something called this is getting very technical. <laughs> I'm gonna have a sip of my beer. Yeah, have a good uh, mm. down on that one. This is there's something called confirmation bias, uh, which suggests that. Uh, people will go out of their way to kind of search for information that will confirm what they already think. So if I'm if I think it's catch the pigeon, all evidence I see is only going to convince me further that it's catch the pigeon <laughs> because I'm a stubborn yeah. son of a bitch. True. Um, uh, so those seeking Mandela effects will often be more easily persuaded by other claims. Um, and and there's one very specifically that relates to uh, to the whole Shazam Kazam thing. Uh, which is from uh, Discover Magazine, uh, which says that uh, Sinbad had a different movie out the same year that uh, that, Shazam, uh, that Kazam came out uh, called First Kid, which, like Kazam, involves the hero coming to the aid of a wayward boy. Right. Uh, Sinbad had also previously released House Guest, uh, the film House Guest in 1995, the poster for which has an image of his head coming out of a mailbox, perhaps abstractly resembling a genie emerging... From a lamp. So I have to admit, I never thought we'd talk about Sinbad's <laughs> film career as much as we have in this episode. But. Secret Service agent Sam Sims has a style all his own. Sims, what is that? This is a black tie affair. I know, sir, I got a cover. I'm black and I'm wearing a tie. But now he's facing his most dangerous assignment protecting himself no! from the president's son. Definitely the most powerful kid in the universe. <laughs> just a kid, how bad can it be? So there's there's lots of different uh, things there. And so then all it takes is one person to say they remember a film yeah. starring Sinbad called Shazam, uh, where he plays Genie, everyone's memories jumble those same elements together and they all fuse in, this, in the same way. I also think there's elements of, uh, if you see a picture of one thing, you think it happened in another thing. Like, I was just reading up was on Reddit, there's mm. like... People were convinced that you know in this famous risky business scene with Tom Cruise where he, he slides, he, slides duh, 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 and he comes out sliding with his pants on. Whatever. Yeah. Just take those old off People are like, he's not wearing sunglasses anymore because he's not. He's no, he, in that scene, he's not wearing sunglasses. And so you're making the face. You're like, he was. Right? Yeah, he did. He was. It's because he wore the you're thinking of this. This photo. I know. The, I know the picture. Yeah, it's a photo of him. There's a very famous picture where he's doing a yeah. cheesy grin. He's got sunglasses. It's just on. thinking of another bit in that film where he wears sunglasses, not yeah. in that scene. I remember so, wearing sunglasses. You see, so it's little moments like that where you yeah. sort of your brain remembers bits of another thing and you attached it to that. Okay, fine. But then you've explained that you go, okay, he didn't wear sunglasses in that scene. You've misremembered a previous bit where he does wear sunglasses yeah. and fused the two together. Yeah. Where did the catch come from? Where did the catch come from? We catch the pigeon. Or maybe we watched it and without realizing it, there were so many elements in the episode where he does say that it's catch that pigeon, and you've just yeah. your your ten year old brain has has gone. Must have been catch the pigeon. Yeah. 
one thing I will say about that is that I I, I, I knew in my mind that it was Catch the Pigeon <laughs> before before I knew what other people thought yeah. that it was that as well. Yeah. So it's not like so in that case I wasn't misled by group mentality because I was just yeah. I didn't know it was incorrect and I'm like well I, You've been I, I'm sure I remember I just yeah. thought that was what it was I, yeah. I never knew it was a big deal and but until I sort of I found out it was actually stop the pigeon did it did I start to question it at all. So, so in, independently, I came to the same totally incorrect assumption as dozens, if not hundreds, of others, which does yeah, freak me out a little. That is odd. It is odd. I guess there's just so many people in the world that that is bound to happen eventually. But. I do not. I do not know what the explanation is for for catch the pigeon. I cannot. I cannot. I cannot explain it away. Well, much like uh, our previous lost episode, we have. Uh, posed many questions, answered nothing. None of them. Answered none do you have of any, them. Uh, you know, realizations yeah. or? Do you remember? Do you remember? I listened back to the first ever episode of uh, of Two Geeks the other day, in which you described it as an educatory tool. <laughs> it is anything but yeah, an educatory tool. That kind of went out the window. <laughs> um, but before we uh, wrap up this episode, we have, and I feel like we should have a bit of a jingle for this. I feel like we should. Can you like knock something together with your uh, your experience? Hang on, hang I, on. I want like. I want like. Hang on. I want like. Geek update. Oh, I was thinking like two geeks, two geeks update. <laughs> kind of like you like the charts. Yeah. Yeah. Two geeks update. Um, Go on. So the other day, yeah, I got to speak and meet, speak to, and <laughs> it would be weird if you spoke to him and didn't meet him. <laughs> oh, you could do it on the phone. Yeah. I go. No, you did actually meet him. Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. And uh, and that's relevant yeah, because because we did the Tremors episode Tremors way episode. back, and we know since then we, yeah. this wasn't the case when we made the episode. No. They are in the works. There was a Tremors TV series mm, for Amazon. For Amazon, and uh, apparently it's not going to like take in the whole franchise of Tremors mm. since the first film. So it's going to ignore all the movie sequels with Earl and Bert and all since those since the first film. It's going to yeah. pick up where the first one left off. But I spoke to Kevin, mainly meant to be about his new TV series, mm. but I had to ask about Tremors and this is what he said. Well, another potential Amazon project, which I'm hoping happens, I'm a really big fan, is a Tremors TV series. I just wondered, is that still something you're hoping to do? We're still chipping away at that. Um, I can honestly say that it's not dead yet. Yeah, well, I'm, I know people have, the, the, the fan base for Tremors is fascinating because obviously it's, it's continued for this big life. And I just it, wondered. It has. Have you watched any of the other like spin-offs and TV series and prequels and all the kind of stuff that's happened? Uh, some of them, yeah, some of them I've seen. Um, uh, not everything. I, uh, but, you know, someone asked me once, uh, are there any characters that you've ever played that you would be willing or interested in revisiting? And that's really the only one, you know, um, out of a lot of characters. And the, the thing is, is that to me, what's interesting about that guy is that he, he was do, doing nothing, working as a handyman, and then because of this kind of extraordinary circumstance, he gets to, you know, become a hero. So what happens after you become an uh, uh, accidental hero, you know, 25 years later, where are you? And that's the thing that we want to kind of explore in the series. Do you think... Because Kevin says he doesn't really know much about the sequels, he yeah. doesn't really remember the sequels. 
Do you think Kevin Bacon lives in an alternate universe where the Tremors film sequels never happened? Yeah. Good, I good think that's what we're going to pretend I'd, is the case. I'd like to live in that universe, I'll be yeah. honest. Yeah, <laughs> with all the, uh, the, the graboids that flew and that kind of shit. <laughs> uh, well, <clears throat> if you are a first-time listener mm-hmm. uh, to Two Geeks, it's not always this intellectual. <laughs> it's mostly... Intellectual. <laughs> I mean, I mean, relatively. You wish. It's hard. It's normally, it's normally a lot stupider than this. Yeah, um, just listen to the last one. Yeah. You? <laughs> but you can find all 29 of our previous episodes on our website, which is... TwoGeeksTwoBeers.com or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Go go nuts wherever you get them. 29, dudes. <laughs> and follow us on Facebook and Twitter, which mm. is at TwoGeeksCast for both. Mm. And please send us an email, which mm. is podcast at TwoGeeksTwoBeers.com. Yeah, send us feedback or, or themes you'd like to see us tackle in, in future episodes yeah. or... Yeah, just some guidance. Just, <laughs> just help. Just, just help. Just yeah. some life guidance. Yeah. Um, but please, if you enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. or any of the twenty nine before it, yeah. uh, go go to iTunes if if that's where you get the show. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review us. Uh, it would take five minutes, but we would really, if that, re- really, really yeah. appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, so now to to play us out and. This, this again, it, I was, I was I'm wrapping up my, my prep for this episode, and this spun me out again. So it's it's Nelson Mandela yeah. by The Specials. Oh, brilliant. But a song that I was convinced was by Boney M. Bo- really? I thought it was by okay, Boney I, M. I mean, I, yeah. But, 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 turns out, uh, Liz Mitchell, who was the former lead singer of Boney M, yeah. did release a song called Mandela in the late 80s. Okay. So maybe there is an explanation for everything. Oh, you just got the wrong song. I just got the wrong song. <laughs> That's it. The explanation for most things is I'm an idiot. You fucked up. See you next fucked time. Up. Bye. Bye. <laughs>